Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, So cool. Tonight's episode is Perchance to Dream, directed by Boyd Kirkland. Story by Laren Bright and Michael Reeves. Teleplay by Joe R. Lansdale. This episode aired in primetime in March 14, 1983, and then aired on weekdays, October 19, 1992. And the villain, spoiler alert, is the Mad Hatter. Wikipedia says... <laughs> Bruce Wayne wakes up one morning to find that his life is completely upside down. His parents are alive. The Batcave does not exist. Alfred does not remember Robin. And he is engaged to Selina Kyle. Pretty hot. However, it doesn't mean that Batman isn't still around. And Bruce starts to wonder what has happened. Especially after seeing the characteristics of a dream. Such as book and newspaper prints not making sense inside this new life wow so i you know you mentioned how this was played on prime time and i could definitely see why because i felt like this was a very good episode and i definitely remember this as a child uh it had a lasting impression it it was one of the more educational ones where it taught me that in my dreams i cannot read you know, interesting you say that. Um, that is obviously the big crux of the whole episode, right? Everything essentially comes boiling down to that one moment where well, it's not that one. It's Bruce that... realizes he has dyslexia and starts freaking out. <laughs> that's, he, it's, that's how I, I, I took it's it. It's a no, few um, but, things that lead him to thinking that it's, she's dreaming. but uh... There are a few things, and it's a general rejection of, of the reality that he's in, I guess, if you can call it. But what I thought was interesting about this also, Steve, as a kid, is I had a dream when I was very young where it was very much influenced by um, the first uh, uh, DuckTales, um, like, you know, kind of TV movie. It was the the first four episodes or whatever it is or five episodes. I think it's called, like, The Valley of the Golden Sun or something. And um, I had a dream where it was a lot like that ending with the kind of gold bricks and the overgrown vines and the uh, stairwells made of, like, you know, golden rocks and whatever into a giant pit and I walk down this pit as a little boy I'm like in my brain in my dream I'm walking down this pit down these stairs and as soon as I get to the bottom of the pit it all fades to black and then a grassy plane shows up with like two like nutcracker looking toy soldiers but they don't open their mouths like nutcrackers they're just more like toy wooden soldiers and credits just started rolling in my dream and I remember this like I was like six or seven and my just all of a sudden credits started rolling in my dream, and I never was able to read them, uh-huh. but I just remember the visual of credits, and it was one of those things that when I saw this episode, 
uh, back in what ninety three. It kind of explained that to me, but like it was kind of weird. But maybe it kind of could, back to that. You might might have been able to read credits at six. You know, you, but you could know what they are. You know. I exactly. Well, and I'm sure, like, yeah, because I saw them at the end of all the movies yeah. that I watched, right? But like, it was weird to me because then I kind of was like, oh, I guess I couldn't read those when I was a, when I was a little boy because. You can't read in your dreams. I was trying to remember Waking Life. In Waking Life, do they aren't they reading though in in that uh, movie? I don't recall honestly, but that it's not necessarily a, a motif in this that they hold to. Um, I don't know if it's a real but, fact or not. Because I, 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 I well, you, there are scenes in this where like right in the beginning where you know uh, you have Bruce at Wayne Enterprises and he sees Batman. He's running after to see Batman in the street. He runs by a sign that says Wayne Enterprises, clear as day, uh-huh. and then he runs by um, out, out the door, and behind him, above him, it says W.E. right? So it's the initials for Wayne Enterprises, and it's like, wait a second. So that's perfectly legible shit right there. And that's then the next shot – Well, yeah, but the next shot has background art for a jewelry store, and it says A-L-X-J-Y-Z-V-I or something – I-V-Y or some shit like that. It's like all this nonsense. So it's background art they put effort into to making sure that uh, so some tried. of the letters were off. And the cemetery had also the letters wrong, and that was also background art. But the Wayne Enterprises, it says clear as day, Wayne Enterprises. This show is not known for their, you know, I guess their their, their QA, their quality assurance, their yeah. quality checks. But I, I did like this episode. I thought this was – Yeah, it, it's good. Uh, it is good. You know, I felt like this was also – you know how the show always kind of leans on its uh, – sort of film noir uh, sort of roots. I think that comes yes. from the Tim Burton and just basically being that like art deco style. I felt like this one really had that where the, the the main storyteller or the main character is like crazy. Everybody thinks he's crazy and he's just out of his mind. Oh, for and, sure. And he has to like prove them all wrong. And, and it's also one of those things where he, this is his he's perfect getting gaslighted. Or whatever they say, gaslit or some shit, right? It feels like that, but it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, also that he's fighting what what he would consider his perfect, you know, world that that he's not Batman, that his parents are alive, and he's just living a normal life, and yeah. he has to like, you know, for a, once again, you know, I, I keep going back to like for a kid show, that that's a lot of heavy stuff, you know, for him to basically realize that he he can't accept that he has to uh give up the the perfect world and he has to be you know this broken person uh that's that's pretty heavy oh for sure well i mean it it reminds me of this uh uh, story like a superman storyline by alan moore and it ended up being this awesome justice league unlimited episode called uh for the man who has everything which is Mongol uh, shows up on Superman's birthday and gives him a gift, right? And it's uh, and it's this like alien that's essentially puts Superman into a coma or a dreamlike state where he has a perfect story of you know what happened if he never left Krypton and he grew up with his dad and his mom still around and he uh-huh. has a family on Krypton. And this is very much like that. Oh, and for sure. I I didn't know about alan moore's uh story before i saw this so this is my first kind of introduction into this kind of dc storytelling motif but it is great and when you see the superman one and you see that justice league unlimited episode when batman and wonder woman show up to come help like cal on his birthday or well to come you know celebrate cal's birthday but then end up trying to help him it's fucking awesome it's a really great episode i can't wait till we get there but um 
yeah, one of the things about this episode I kind of wanted to mention also, Steve, that we're at this point in the episode is that Bruce has this dreamlike state, right, that we've talked about that essentially has occurred from the moment after the warehouse where he gets knocked in the head in the warehouse. And then from that point on, uh-huh. we are in he this dream. Up. And it's and it's great because it's such a quick open. You, you, As you a... forget about it. But now he's in this office at the Wayne Enterprises and his fiance comes walking in. And what a fucking catch to have you marrying Selena Kyle. Oh, Holy yeah. shit. Which is kind of funny because just recently they had that whole storyline in the comics with him marrying Catwoman. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well. Uh-huh. You're right, Steve. I read the comics all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually oh, you can see don't. Wayne Enterprises. See the Wayne Enterprises in the WWE? Yeah, you see it? yeah. All right. Oh, you know what's funny? This episode kind of gives away the ending by having the opening title card when it's like perchance Mer- the dream. over there. Yeah, it's all and it's like up. Mad Hatter theme is playing underneath. Oh, it. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I like how Batman's not Batman in this. That's kind of fun, right? That, yeah, not, where Bruce has, has to, to get fight, to watch it uh, from his perspective. He's he's impressed. I, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. You know, where he he watches Batman during the day. You know, take out these jewel- jewelry heists and, and uh, be pretty badass, and uh, that's uh, uh, that's kind of silly, I guess. Just having Bruce it is be kind like, of silly. "Wow, he's pretty good." You know what's funny too about this is then right after Batman stops the jewelry heist and you know rounds up the crooks, and Bruce is all watching astonishingly in the you know on, on the sidewalk or whatever. Selena comes running up. And she's like, oh, man, Batman gets me so fucking wet. <laughs> like, no matter what reality it is, Selena gets so wet from Batman. Do you think she's still Catwoman in this reality? or is she No, because he asks her. He straight up asks her. He's like, "What does Catwoman ring a bell? And she's just like, Catwoman? <laughs> well, Bruce, what's wrong? She, I mean, if she said Batman to him, he probably would be like, what you talking about, Willis? You know, he, no, I, no. I think so, yeah. Well, I guess I guess he didn't stay in the dream long enough to see if Catwoman was bouncing around, you know, the city with them titties, right, Steve? <laughs> right, Steve? Uh, that was, uh, you know, Cool Boy Felk. That was much more interested in. Yeah, uh, Cool in Boy the, Felk. By the way, we miss you, producer Felk. Get better, get better soon, big guy. Well, uh, we we'll keep a place warm for you. So uh, then, then Bruce goes and talks to like Leslie Tompkins. Little uh, callback. They're they're they like to bring back some characters, huh? Yeah. So she uh she was first introduced in Pretty what was the episode uh the, something like Crime Alley. Yeah, the Crime Alley one. Appointment in Crime Alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. That was what? That was like two episodes ago, wasn't it? Or something? Uh, three episodes? Four episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was episode twenty six. So yeah, just four episodes ago. So. Matt Hatter also was fairly recent. He was like episode twenty seven. In the production order, so yeah, they're just calling back to Mad Hatter fast. They did the same thing with that. Scarecrow. Yeah, they used him a few times recently. Uh, they did use him almost back to back recently after having a huge gap. Yeah, because he was like what the second episode or something like that, or no, the third episode, because it's first episode's Bat, um, Man Bat, then it's the Joker's Christmas, and then yeah, then Scarecrow. That's a huge jump. Well, anyways, you get to see kind of Bruce deal with his dad, Alfred, you know, is a little bitch dealing with all of the Waynes, of course. That must be hell if they're all like Bruce. Uh-huh. 
Bruce is like a little Randy with Alfred too. It feels like. Yeah. Well, you know, he's trying to be fun. Is this is the happy Bruce? He's like, hey, I'm accepting. I'm accepting this world. This is fun. But then he's like, let me read my newspaper. What the fuck? And he just can't accept. You know, he's, he, I think he just realizes that. It's dyslexia. And he throws a fit because of it. Because why would I, I have dyslexia and it is horrible. And I every day when I try to read the newspaper. Like? I don't think that's yeah, what that's what it looks like. looks like. Every day it looks like that for me. Every day. Man, how do you drive? Oh, it is hard. I, I feel like it dyslexia, you, you just kind of like switch around a few. Steve, I actually don't drive cars. I don't even have a driver's license because of it. Oh, wow. It's that bad. I didn't I realize. Get, I get around through, you know, ride sharing and, you know. That's lucky for you that you live in such a populated area. Well, I'm also really lucky because um, my uh, my family lives very, very close, and they just drive me everywhere. Mm. My mommy and my daddy take me to all the, the places I need to go. They they take me, you know, to my soccer practices and stuff. It's okay. You know, Do you, I, I you get know around. when they drive you, you sit in the back and when, and everything? As long as I got my juice box. Yeah, all right. Good, good to know. Well, so what's going on in this episode right now? I don't fucking know. You know what? I, you know. You know what I know? I know fucking forty-seven-year-old Bruce Wayne still lives with his mom and his dad. They, they and he throws a goddamn temper tantrum and then runs out of the house, hops in his roadster convertible, and just guns it out of there like a fucking little seventeen-year-old, not allowed to go out to his party. He'll show mom and dad real good, and then the cops chase Bruce throughout Gotham. Somehow they always know where he is. Why the cops were chasing him? You know, it's just like it's a dream. They're just, know, it's like Inception, right? It's just a dream. It's the dream security. <laughs> but you know, for plausibility's sake, you know, if it's this world, they they should. They, that was pretty quick for the cops to be out, just because he's a rich, rich white boy. You they know, always knew where he was. Kid, they would have. They cared. knew every moment where he was. <laughs> it was like, oh, he's over here at the grappling hook store. Oh, he's over here at the cemetery. <laughs> this was funny. I, I, what was the line <laughs> that he said at the grappling hook store? I wrote it down. When when Bruce demands, he was like. I need flares and I need flares and a flare gun or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa, calm down. Flares and a flare gun, please. Dude, can you imagine? Yeah, really. If like just a rant, like a billionaire's <laughs> son like showed up screaming at you at like late hours of the night and then takes off on foot, leaves his roadster behind as cops chase him on foot. Amazing. This is the world, Bruce's brain, right? This is and this is Bruce's nightmare. No, this was Bruce's like dream, perfect reality or something that's what I, but it didn't make any sense once again how come the Mad Hatter didn't take off uh, his mask? oh you're going like, there you're going there but you're not even there yet I'm going there, there yet you know, I have you, that I have that same thing I have that exact same we note revealed, we, I mean, we, alright we so yeah let's just fucking this. jump ahead so Bruce Wayne yeah. has to run away from the cops and then eventually he has to you know climb a clock tower and then he goes and confronts Batman and so. they have a they have a pretty good fight that reminded me a lot of 1989's Batman. It's a lot of on the different bell homages. Tower or whatever. It was kind of cool. It was a cool setting. Uh, yeah. But I, I, uh, you know, once he wakes up, it doesn't make any sense. Like, How does he wake up? How does he wake up? He just he startles himself. He commits himself. You know, he he kills himself. He commits himself. Uh, he kills himself. Yeah, you're right. Steve. He commits he kills suicide. Himself. You know. Yeah, he commits suicide. He throws his ass off the clock That's tower. That's pretty dark. It is very dark, and, like, can you imagine kids watching this? Like, you know, prime time, they're just like, Mommy, am I in a dream? No! 
<laughs> Little Johnny, get away you from know, the clock tower. I, I've had those dreams where uh, you can't tell if you're, especially when you're a kid. Those happen more often, like where you couldn't tell if you were dreaming or not. Yeah, all the time. Did you ever have the ones where you uh, would wake up in a dream in a dream? And yeah. then you would, oh, how many levels of dreams have you ever woken up from? The most I ever did was three. That was the same. It was basically like one of those things where I was like, had a, having a nightmare. And I thought I woke up and then went to my uh, parents' room to tell them that I was having a nightmare. And then and that it was w- still going on. Was, yeah, then, then the nightmare was like – was whatever it was was like in the room or like it turned into the – from the bed. And, and then uh, I think I woke up from there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine was uh, – yeah, it was a nightmare that I woke up. My, my three-layer one was a nightmare that I woke up. Um, I woke up from the nightmare in another dream. It was early morning and like my mom was in the kitchen or something like that. And I got out of bed to go see her. And then like, as I look into the sun coming through the back, uh, doors, glass doors, um, that like woke me up into another dream. And then that dream was like for half a second, like it was like a real brief dream. And then boom, I was really awake and I was like, Whoa, that was weird. That is weird. Yep. Anyways, um, so when Batman wakes up from his dream, the Mad Hatter reveal, right? It's Mad yeah, Hatter because he pulls off the cowl. It's him. the Mad Hatter. Then he throws his ass off. Well, I guess, yeah, step back a bit. So Batman <laughs> eventually gets his cowl ripped off, and it's the Mad Hatter underneath. And he essentially tells, you know, Bruce that, you know, he's uh, he's in this dream for better or worse. And, it'll, you know, stay in it. And you can't just kill yourself because it's a special dream, which Bruce, as we mentioned, Challenges by committing suicide, throwing his ass off a clock tower. But I, I, I really like that Bruce Wayne is such a brooder that he naturally rejects the happily ever after lifestyle. Like, he just is like, no, man. No! Something's wrong here! And he just pulls himself out of it. Like, he just catches that shit. Cause he's like, he is so fucked up from his parents' well, death. Well, he can't accept that it's a dream you know that this is a, if it's a dream then it's not real I, I i think that's a really interesting you know thing is that he's he 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 kind of knows throughout that that this isn't this is all fake like cause he's like you're alive and i'm not batman but like he just can't accept well would it. you say he knew as soon as he like asked like did robin drop me off and then alfred's like no bitch selena dropped you off your fucking I- fiance you've been fucking like airy night I think when the Batcave wasn't uh, there, it was like when he realized this was not, you know, a rea- his real reality. But it, and then it was, but it, what got him frustrated was the fact that he couldn't read anything. I do have to say, I love that Robin is name dropped. It just, it's nice to have those. Like, I, I am a fan of the name drop when you deal with like large universe type stuff like uh-huh. this. I don't necessarily need to always see Robin in it. Just if I hear, there's a Robin, history. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just nice to hear that. This was fun. Well, it's interesting bringing that up because the, when they bring up Robin in Robin's Reckoning, like it's definitely like there's this long history that has gone on. And they make it seem like that they've had that you really don't know about at all. You're like right. That uh, they don't show any really much any of his training. Or Great anything. point, Steve. I think we should get into that more when we talk about <laughs> Robin's Reckoning. Um, but for this – one of the things that's great that you did mention and we kind of skipped over a second ago is how the Mad Hatter didn't pull off the suit or cowl to expose the true identity of Batman. He just set up the dream machine to work through Batman's cowl. 
uh, it, it didn't make any sense and, and just and he just left him alone like he should just kill him if he's like a, this crazy person like I, I don't understand like none of it the end result that he's just trying to give him a perfect dream like why like I don't know that, that, that was the only part that didn't make any sense it's to keep him at bay right so he can continue his Mad Hatter hijinks and criminal activity what was Mad Hatter's him. activity was it just trying to bang he, some chick? He just and didn't wanted want to, bang him? to kidnap and sexually assault a, a woman that he didn't uh, that didn't like him. I I I have to say, all said and done, I really liked this episode as a kid. Oh yeah, it was smart. It was fun. I I I loved that I was getting something that was challenging me as a child. It's very mature, um, but. It wasn't as great as I remembered it. That being said, I'm not going to dock it for that. It's still good. It is still a kid's show that is it, it t- tackling crazy fucking meta shit with dreams. So I give this four out of five boys. Well, I give this one five out of five. I thought, you know, to me this one I thought stands uh, well. I, I, I guess I, I, I continue to watch kid shows, and so I don't really have the uh, this – uh, for a kids show, I think it's this is is really well done, and uh, it's it is one of the sets of bar uh, throughout for other shows that like what they can do with storytelling, and it doesn't have to always be, uh, you know, something that's easy to digest. Uh, just seeing Batman and Bruce jumping off the ledge when the police are coming, and you don't you know. He he doesn't know if that's really a dream. What if he just dies? That yeah, that's you know, it's obviously not. Wait, what know. does he say? I'll see you on the other side. Oh no, I'll see you in your nightmares. Yeah, you know, it's like that's 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 pretty intense. If I wanted you, him to really say, "I'll see you in hell." You know, there's there's people, <laughs> you know, there there are people that are crazy that that believe that they're not in their reality and c- kill themselves, and you know, so it's like it's tackling intense stuff that. Uh, I thought this was a, this was a really well done episode. Yeah, and uh, you know it definitely is a sentiment held by Kevin Conroy as well. He's admitted on Twitter and confirmed this in an interview later that this is his favorite episode. Ah, wow, good to know. I have one little last tidbit that this episode could be based on uh, Detective Comics issue number six thirty three, Identity Crisis, in which Batman awakes in a fictional world in that he isn't Batman. 633 Detective Comics, is that what you said? Issue number 633? Number 633. I love that issue. Yeah. It's so good. I read all the books. Great bat stuff, Steve. I should just write Steve there. This gentleman that threw me off. <laughs> okay, hang on. You can call me a gentleman. I'll be like, thank you, sir. Thank you, Yeah, good, but sir. that doesn't know. It doesn't work. And to you, person. my gentle sir. <laughs> my dear, my dear fopper gentleman, my dapper Dan. Great bat stuff, Steve. Cool yes. boy nation. Tune in next week. Same cool bat time. Same cool bat channel. Cool boy bat nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of. Perchance to dream or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batman and beyond coolboys at gmail.com new episodes come out every tuesday new episodes come out every week every ish every yeah. week ish 
know. New episodes come out sometimes during a month. Follow the feed. <laughs> also, please check out our other great Cool Boys Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Where the cool boys have all kinds of uncensored discussions. What, what? About usually bods and dongs and all the boners they've given us. Be sure to like and subscribe to the cool boys. Also review us on iTunes where we have a five-star rating. That's right. Until you decide to lower it, cool boy nation. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. What's the Batman rating? Think, it's just, I think it's the same five. Oh, wow. Thank you for listening. Stay cool. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is our Batman rating five? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't mention that. Be sure to like. Yeah, like a three-star rating. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes and review us as well. Where we have a rating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say there. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy, Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Ballard. That's Bizies from Steve. All right. Okay, we got something there. So cool. Batman and beyond. Oh yeah. Batman and beyond.